0: We are back with another episode of Midnight on Earth. I'm your host, Jake Weaver, and we're here to bring you more knowledge, more light, and more love. We have an incredible guest today. I'm very honored to have Sabrina Donito back on the show. If you remember, she was on in June. She talks about her experience in Egypt and her book, and now today she's going to be talking about Venus Light Technology. It's going to be a very amazing conversation, so stay tuned. But first, I need you to do something for me. Go to BlueCobraCBD.com, that is BlueCobraCBD.com, and there you will find Blue Cobra CBD oil, the highest quality CBD oil on the planet, period. There's nothing else that can even come close. Why? It is because the extraction method, how the CBD is extracted from the hemp flower is a proprietary process. It was developed by a man named Howard Hitt a.k.a. Big H, and he founded Blue Cobra CBD, and he created this method. It contains no chemicals, no solvents, no gases were used. Nothing unnatural. The hemp used is 100% organ-grown organic hemp, and in fact, everything about the product is 100% organic. There are three styles of Blue Cobra CBD. The Maximum Strength King Cobra, Regular Strength Little King Cobra, and Wild Thing CBD for Pets. And we have a discount code which gets you free shipping on any order in the Continental 48 United States. That is big H-B-I-G and the letter H. You put that in the discount code at checkout in that little box. And you get free shipping on any order. There's also a money-back guarantee. If you do not like the product for some reason, for some reason, you get your money back, you get to keep the product, and if you had to pay shipping, you get that shipping money back as well. The win-win situation. I love Blue Cobra CBD oil. I've got to try test batches, experiment batches. I take it very regularly. Howard Hitt and his wife, Judy, they're incredible people. Howard's 76 years old. It's a small batch family owned business. So check it out, people. Go there, get a bottle, get something truly magical and unlike anything else out there. Blue Cobra That is Blue CBD.com. And when you're done with that, follow me on Instagram at midnight underscore on underscore earth. That is the address. You can follow me there. Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, wherever you go to get your podcasts, just click that button that connects us. So you know exactly what is going on. When someone like Sabrina comes on the show, you get that notification instantly. And of course, tell a friend Word of mouth is so huge. Tell a friend, tell someone that you know that loves these type of podcasts. Tell them. They're your friends, your family. You know them well. Bring them here. Midnightonearth.com. Okay, so we're going to talk to Sabrina, but first I have to read her bio. So here we go. Sabrina Denito listens with her inner senses to the realm beyond manifestation moving between form and formlessness. She deepened her inner knowledge of cosmic ascension and enlightenment, soul embodiment, alchemy, cosmology, spiritual psychology for self-realization, alchemical healing, Egyptian and ancient mysteries, and Merkaba teachings, all of those things, to access the world beyond thought and form. She works as a spiritual teacher and cosmic midwife of new consciousness. She practices ascension work, multi dimensional soul alignment, soul breath work, incarnation work of divine light, inner child work, energy blueprint reading, and soul embodiment. Her own Venus light technology is one of the new light technologies. She has developed in co-creation with creational light beings for the Cosmic Ascension Project. Sabrina works with adults and children to integrate the light into their hearts and bodies. She co-creates with many ascended masters and is initiated into the lineage of Toth Hermes Trismegistus. Her innate gifts as a visionary run like a thread through her life and her work. Internationally, she travels to sacred places to activate and reveal their pristine blueprint. Sabrina holds a MA in romance literature, linguistics, and philology. She speaks Dutch, English, French, and Italian. Her workshops, And trainings are given in English, French, and Dutch. She lives in Flanders, Belgium, where she teaches, guides, and writes. And she is here with us now. Sabrina, hello. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Hi, Jake. Thank
0: you for having me on your show. It's it's an honor to have you back. Uh, The last time you were on, it was amazing. I urge everyone that's listening now to go back and check that episode out if you want to hear about the mysteries of these sacred sciences. It was an incredible episode. So glad you're back on. I'm happy to
1: be here too,
0: Jake. So there is something I want to ask you as we read your biography. Tell me about the creational light beings for the Cosmic Ascension Project. What is that?
1: Well, those are actually the Venus light beings that are creational beings of light. They don't really belong to the planet Venus or not specifically linked to our planet Venus, Um, but they are more cosmic beings of light and they are creational in the sense that they do contribute to the creation of this cosmos to the keeping in harmonic resonance of this cosmos of restoring the etheric fabric within this cosmos and within every soul that abides in this cosmos.
0: I'm sorry. So really they are the behind the scenes, truly creating the fabric of energy and reality itself.
1: They do uh, rewiring of the fabric, um, they they re- they repair fabric they they um produce fabric so they are creational in essence yes
0: wow and how did you first get in touch with these beings
1: uh that's a good question um it was many years ago i always had the, the whisperings saying uh, liquid light and i always wondered uh, what that was and um they never, they never went away. And um, a couple of years ago, um, they presented themselves as a veil of light, and I started to uh, communicate with them. And it is so that um, we did a lot of work together, also for, for me personally, to prepare me for this work, and um, to come back to the Cosmic Ascension Project. They. They really desire to realign human beings as souls to what we are really here for, and that is to unfold our divine essence. We, as the soul, to unfold our divine essence, but also the earth to unfold her divine essence, and the cosmos, like being, to unfold her divine essence. Um, so they are about. Unfoldment, blossoming, um, showing your light.
0: Wow, that's really powerful. I mean, that is what everything is made out of. If you break it all down, we're all made out of light and made out of the divine. And these beings are the, you could say, are the caretakers of that. They are the
1: caretakers of that. They nurture, they nourish and um, they're very compassionate also very straightforward and very powerful yes indeed
0: so what you're talking about today is venus light technology that you created with these beings
1: yes i did okay i created i created it with these beings and also with the cosmic buddha which is cosmos like being um so it is really about cosmic ascension it is about how do we unfold ourselves and um, to what extent are we cosmos and are we the I am presence? So we unfold ourselves, but also cosmos unfolds. So it it has quite a large bandwidth.
0: Wow, it's really powerful because like you're saying, as you unfold, it ripples out into the universe and the earth unfolds and the greater universe unfolds and we move into a higher bandwidth you would say right like a higher frequency range
1: yes we do we move into a higher uh, frequency range by doing so and the more human beings um, reach this higher frequency and this entire segment of our cosmos uh, raises its vibration you know the cosmos is um consists of different segments you have the upper segments I, I have a sketch of it in my book the upper segments are really about divine verses, and the energy there is really high frequent it's very potent it's, it's all blue sun energy avatar energy on one side and then you have these cosmic uh, oceans where sacred geometry is is created so these energy Frequencies are extremely high and uh, slowly they will they will descend and, and, and our frequencies will will raise and we will come into a kind of a unified field of consciousness, of cosmic consciousness.
0: Is that while we're still in material bodies? Or as we get to that point, will we then ascend past matter?
1: Um I call this in, in several posts. I'm almost on Instagram, and in several posts, I I wrote that we are transcending Lemurian dreams. And with that, I I wanted to say that in Lemuria, you know, I have done so many regressions uh, of myself being in Lemuria and other people, clients with which I work. When we were there, we were golden light, and we levitated, and um, we had a our body had a certain density, but it was it was so much different than the density that we have now. We have fallen really in lower vibration. But the thing is, where we are now, we have descended in lower vibration, but it is also very positive but because descension is ascension. So as we descended, we are able now to raise the frequencies in our physical bodies at even more higher levels. So we also transcend Lumerian dreams in the sense that we are now able to bring in the light in, in denser matter. And you know even denser matter remains matter, and that matter remains divine because it's of the earth, it's of the cosmos. So there is no judgment there. It's not lesser or better. It's just we are able to divinize our matter, and in this way, we transcend what they did in Lemuria. Like Joshua said, you, you will you will do even better than I did. Uh, so I, I we believe transcend that. even that.
0: I believe yeah. that about humans. I love humans so much, and I and I see our potential, and I see us as these absolute loving light beings in these physical bodies, and I know that we can get there.
1: Yes. And and the time, the time is very is 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 very good, because the frequencies on Earth are raising, dimensions are collapsing, Uh, we are becoming one slowly. We are becoming one field, and so our bodies changing also. We are embodying more light. People are are getting quite restless because as we embody more light, you know, all this old biology needs to go. So. People are getting quite restless, they are they are releasing, the earth is releasing, society is releasing, countries are releasing. Um, which is a normal process. If if we, we move to higher realms, we need to let go that what does not serve us anymore.
0: Yes, but will we still have some physical vehicle? Or will we just be like energy consciousness where we can choose to embody a light body as a conscious energy being or we can choose to not? Do you think that is more the case? I think that
1: um, the constitution of the body, the density will gradually evolve with time and it will change. Um, But still it is able to your body is able to embody um, divine, high verse energy, blue sun energy, you know, soul light energy. Um, the only thing is that it requires you to evolve with it. Evolution is key. When I was working with the, the inside beings for my book, you know, on several occasions, they said. Evolution is key. Evolution doesn't stop. Evolution keeps evolving. Cosmos keeps evolving. So um, so that is very important. Our body will our bodies will keep evolving, but that doesn't mean that we cannot embody our divine light right
0: now. Yes, we can, and that is what you're saying about the dissension process is is embodying what that higher frequency is as you get this knowledge, as you develop as a human being and you become more light oriented, then part of the dissension process you're saying is embodying that and being that
1: embodying your soul, embodying your light. Yes, indeed.
0: Wow. And that's what we're moving forward with as humans, you would say.
1: Yes. I would say that the dissension of your light, is the ascension of your soul because you know, you ascend your denser matter into higher
0: realms. I want to focus on what you just said for a second there. That's so powerful. The descension of your light is the ascension of your soul. It's a reciprocal process. That's so huge. What an incredible statement. It's beautiful. What about things like food? Like, do you think we'll evolve past a need for material consumption as we raise our frequency and become more light, we embody more light?
1: I think that we can indeed evolve towards already more lighter food, you no know, less less consistent and also to have periods where we, we don't need as much and if someone wants we really to, to live on prana. Why not? There are so many people living on prana right now. So it is it is a possibility and it, it, it will become more easier once um, our body and our energy contains more light. Because then we have, you know, direct nourishment anyhow.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And is there an astrological component to all of this? Like these... Beings helping you create this, it's happening at this specific time, and there's other things that are happening from an astrological perspective. Is there a correlation from your perspective? Um, I don't look at it that
1: that much from an astrological point of view as more a cosmological point of view in the sense that... um, it calls upon all moon grids and sun grids for a good creation and for me, in how I felt it, um, it's rather the light being of the earth and the group consciousness of the earth um, calling for a ascension into higher realms as well. Um, so from that cosmological point of view and the calling of Earth-like being to evolve as he is already doing towards an Earth star, um, that is happening. And of course, uh, astrologically, a lot of gates are opening. Yes. Um a, a lot of stargates are opening, but the Earth will will become one stargate and um, there, we, we will not depend anymore on the openings of targets. We will just have consistent down, downloads of light, and so it will slowly evolve uh, towards that for, for many people. And for other people uh, that that are active on specific timelines that are that are more divine oriented, they are already in this mindset of being a Stargate and and being in a constant flow of, of, of updates um, of downloads of light
0: so then how does Venus light technology play into this this Ascension that's happening it has a purpose
1: yes the Venus light technology is designed to realign um, your soul and uh, so your soul your your seed of life, and your divine spark um to align you with your original settings um you know when a soul incarnated in this cosmos uh, your soul my soul the soul of so many we have been here for so long and we have left so many stories so many incarnations and so many on so many planets or stars or and the thing is, we, we went through so much, in the sense that this cosmos is is a cosmos of, of of light, but also of shadow. And the shadow, not as in darkness, but because that is the distorted view that many have about shadow. It's not darkness. Shadow is it 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 um, enables us to to see. You know, it, my shadow enables me to see myself. Your shadow enables you to see yourself and it contains um, um, seeds of light that still needs to divine potential that still need to unfold and to come into the light. So it's just the part of us that we need to unfold. And so from that perspective, the Venus light um enlightens all these divine potentials and summons us to unfold them to and um, to enlighten them and to to show creation who we really are um so there is this um aligning alignment to our original source codes our individual soul codes we all have our own soul codes and also the universal um, frequencies of this cosmos so the main message is the only thing that we need to do is to fully blossom we, the earth, the cosmos and that is the path we need to walk all other things except bliss and love and enjoyment all other things are deviations so, so that, that deviates us from that path and it has cost us eons if, if not millions of years, because this process ha- could have, you know, proceeded in a more fluid way. Well, if we wouldn't got caught up in these time warps or these deviations uh, of distorted shadows.
0: Well, I guess there's two ways to look at that. Uh, one way is to say everything is, happening perfectly as it is in its divine plan. So the time, the eons that we took interacting in this third dimension with, with emotions and feelings and embodiment of incarnations and things like that, perhaps that was just all part of our story. We could have. Perhaps that that.
1: was, yes, perhaps (laughs) it was really our intention to descend. It's like the totem of the Phoenix. We descend and we burn into ashes to rise again in, in a very potent way, um, but now it's time, you know. Yes. Now it's time to move on and to realign and to <laughs> <the UK>. so <laughs> this is what we're here
0: for. Yes, ascend to that next level, the next octave, and let's just stay there. We we don't need to descend anymore and, and experience that. No. We we've experienced it from all sides, but the other part of that is what I was going to say is that there are forces that are trying to keep us from ascending. And as we were talking about before our interview, currently in our world on planet earth, we have the threat of potential impending uh, nuclear war, whether it's going to actually happen. I don't think so personally, but all of those things, regardless of how they show up as they come from the outside, they, seem to stifle us they seem to keep humans in bondage in the third dimension and fear and other feelings that keep us from growth
1: well as i as i said earlier you know shadow is the ability to see what wants to be born But the thing is when when we see what wants to be born we see what we are not yet and what we are not yet can be seen as a deficit something that um, is insufficient and so i would say that these forces are beings uh, of light just as we are but that don't see themselves as light beings and they see themselves as beings that are not enough they that don't have enough light that they need to take other people's light or stop other people to evolve because they are afraid that they will be left behind. So then there's this whole play of control and power and um, controlling people and and being so that, you know, evolution goes in the way that they would like it to be, but that doesn't work because they are not that powerful, of course. Um, there are also um, there are also um, the light forces that are actually on their on their wavelength uh, well not really on their wavelength but they are they are I would say battling or neutralizing what they do So yeah you said nuclear wars you have, the light forces with with Ashtar and Sananda uh, who work on on those topics so that we stay safe. And um, the thing is the Venus light is, is, a, is a different timeline. Um, the Venus light is the Venus light is uh, I will explain it with a metaphor. it's actually also in my book. It is in the chapter of uh, the Pyramid of Gita where you drop into the water and you you, you are laying on, on this on this calm ocean and you're looking into the night sky and it's so blissful. and you feel connected with the cosmos and with with life and, and the pulse of creation. But then also you you know that beneath you, um, is a lot of turmoil and you can see with your inner eye, like these beings trying to grab you, but they can't reach you, which means that you can choose now on Earth a certain timeline that is divine and that allows you to move forward with evolution and to not be um, resonating with these dark forces anymore. And and as as you evolve towards the timeline you you are not influenced by them either so on earth there are different timelines um coming into creation that people can choose uh, with which they want to resonate or so just switch as, as they would like to um, yeah
0: wow So essentially, I've been hearing this from other guests as well. So essentially, we're at like a timeline split. And as we evolve, as we choose to be better people and just learn and just resonate with lights, we will resonate and evolve towards the timeline of heaven on earth and the beautiful United earth. But if we stay in a low frequency, if we stay bound in hate and judgment and materialism and things like that, then we're going to resonate with the timeline. That's not going to that place or may get there eventually, but we'll still have to go through more turmoil before it gets another chance to be in the heaven on earth scenario. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If, if your old biology recognizes still a lot of fear, you will resonate with the timeline that will offer you cleansing for your fear. Um, so you will have the opportunities to meet with certain beings that enable you to evacuate that fear because we have lived through many things and so yeah, you drop uh, you drop a timeline um, which is also okay. Everything, everyone evolves at their own pace and um, there is no hurry. There is no competition either, because in my visions they showed me that when cosmos unfolds, we all leave together at the very same instant. So it really doesn't matter. It's just about you know getting there and 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 self-realizing um, as a group consciousness, as a cosmic group consciousness, which we are.
0: Yes, well, I feel like we are mostly moving towards that. There are people that like you said those forces they're programming people to pull the the general population towards that negative timeline. But but then in the end of at the end of the day those light forces that are out there are going to help humanity move towards its destiny, which is that ascended place, that higher octave. But those forces, again, before we move on from this though, these, these forces that are working against that, for some reason, their jealousy, they, they feel like they need other light. Are they just light beings themselves working multidimensionally through human actors, like working with human people, or are they just here embodying that now in physical bodies?
1: Say that again, you're asking me if these darker forces are embodied as human beings. Is that your
0: question? Yes. Are some of them embodied as that, and they're conscious of that where they know, or are they just working from that that dimension where they exist?
1: I think both. I think they are present on different dimensional levels and they operate from all these levels as a network, but they also operate from inner earth and I think it was in 2019 that I was working with a friend on on the bushfires in Australia, and um, I was I was um, guided towards a place in the central south, which was it seemed to me like a very dark hole, and and as of that moment, I saw that within the earth uh, circuitry there is really um, I, I the only word that I could come up with was uh, snakes of hell, you know, hell snakes, with black serpents, and and they were huge. So what I saw that was they drained the energy of all sacred sites. You know, they nourished themselves with with energy of all sacred sites and draining them. Um, so yes, there are dark forces at work, but uh, you know. The core of the earth, which also contains blue sun energy, is activated and it's going, you know, it's increasing um, every day in frequency and it's moving from the, the earth center through earth's body towards the crust and and this 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 energy gush is is actually allowing many beings within the earth to to release their memories that they had of pain, of or and that they can go. So a lot of inner earth beings are leaving the earth because, you know, it's done. And now it's moving also towards the surface of the earth. And so there is now a lot of turmoil, and it, it will be for a little while because you have all this interplay between light and dark. And of course, all will become light. There's no question about that but it's just the interplay that, that we need to witness and that, you know, while witnessing them, hopefully a lot of these beings will choose light. And if they won't, well, they can do it in another life. And too, that's fine too. And um, so in the end, all is, all is well.
0: Yes, of course, everything will end up in that place. It is, we talk about the dark and the light, but at the end of the day, it's all made out of God. It's all made out of the divine. So, It's just, we're just in it. We're just in the mind of God. We're just in this play, you know, living it now in this specific timeline at this time. It's very strange. It's all just really strange to me.
1: Yes. Strange and wonderful at the same time to experience, you know, bliss and love and the feeling of being unified and feeling these higher higher levels of consciousness because a lot of people are, are in that state of mind, uh, state of being. Yeah.
0: Yes. More people are waking up than ever. It's, yeah. it's almost like a renaissance of enlightenment right now with so many people coming into contact with high frequency information and then yes. integrating it. And they're becoming new people and this is because of the technology. I mean, we're on Zoom, you're in Belgium, I'm in Portland, Oregon. It's like we're in the same room and we're sharing each other's energy and we're having this conversation that's enlightening. Other people are doing that as well and and it's because of the time we're in now the technology is quickening the process. it's speeding it up in such a way that it's like a snowball rolling down a hill or rolling up a hill into higher dimensions. Exactly. It's, it's, it's it's incredible. Um, so tell me more though, about the beings that helped you. So they create, they, how do they, how do they contact you? What are their methods of communication? Is it mental? Is it audible? How would you describe that?
1: Well, um, I would say that evolved, you know, in the beginning, there is this whole period of acquaintance and calibrating each other's energy and learning to work with each other, understanding, you know, each other's language and where it, it was not, never really mental. It, it has always been very um, an embodied experience. Um
0: so you feel it you uh, could say like it's it, it, yeah. it, there's a feeling of information aligning with your soul essence and and there's the communication there an interface yes
1: yeah, it's, it's literally just coming in you know it's literally coming in and it's working through me and um and so that is um that is the way that I I I, I like to work because um because it seems to me, that it provides a pure, pure transmission, clean and, and, and pure transmission. Um. Yeah. So they can be in terms of sound, words, images, um, just in an knowing. Um,
0: and why do they feel? Why do they feel that it's important for this? technology to get out now to be available now
1: um you know we have our own aura we have our own sphere of light our toroid but uh, so does cosmos have a toroid and in this universe and there is too much chaos between all toroids present in this cosmos so there is a sense of harm Harmonic resonance, necessary and harmonic um, unification, and and that is why they find it very important to evolve from all these different frequencies into one frequency, into one bandwidth, into one etheric fabric, resonating one frequency. Wow. Um, and that wow. is what they want. You know, they want us to feel whole and complete, and they want they want us to embody our light. They want us to unfold all our divine potential and to really show creation who we are, to manifest our our golden diamond heart and um, our heart as a stargate. And also to remember who we are, and because you know, as we spoke a lot about darkness and shadows, we you know there has been a lot of manipulation. Um, on different levels and, and and people started doubting doubting themselves and also between incarnations, people decided as they told for next incarnations to not have certain gifts divine gifts at their disposal because they were afraid that they would be abused again or manipulated again or reused. So people or souls deliberately shut down certain gifts. But that time has now passed, but it's really time to open all vaults again and to and to you know embody the whole of, of who we are. Um because because that is what creation wants, you know, not to be cautious and afraid, just to show our light, you know, be there, be full in, be present.
0: Because that is our destiny and that's our full potential. I mean that is the human experience. That is yeah. what we're capable of. that that is a yeah. human fully activated is what you're talking about. Yeah
1: yes, yeah, true. And actually and how and how they showed me is that creation as our mother or our father, you know they created us in huh? their their image. And as we unfold and as we completely blossom, we, we become a fractal of, of, of their essence in, in, in our own unique way. We are universal, and that's why the Venus light honors all universal so codes, but we are also unique. And that uniqueness, when we unfold all of our unique essence, and we show it, you know, when we go home, then creation is, Also, who she really is. You know, cosmos, like beings, only waiting for us to show her who we really are because then she can see her shadow and then she is fully enlightened. So we are all one.
0: Yes, because like you said earlier, the evolution happens in every dimension. It's continuing to happen. So that is part of the evolutionary process of creation itself.
1: Yes, true. That's true, and the, the 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 beautiful thing about all that I was, you know, honored to experience, and and that people will experience when they will be doing the Venus light is that it it gives, it provides a um a framework that allows you to always stay updated with all evolution, not that you do it, oh, you know, and then that's it, and then you know you need to redo something to stay tuned. No, you know, it, it it will evolve with you as as the codes are in there And that's that's and that's how creation works. That there's no dependency, you know, it's that we are autonomous and, and sovereign beings of light and we just move along with creation as creation.
0: So you're saying that the Venus Light technology not only Cleanses you and gets you back to that source code. It also recalibrates you, and then even updates you as the process itself is evolving.
1: Yes, it does. When the codes are in there, in and for this lifetime, for future lifetime, future incarnations here on Earth or on the planet, when the codes are in there, and 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 that's the beauty that. It is a remembering, and 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 you won't forget. Um, and it keeps you indeed updated because that cosmic law of creation to keep evolving, because there is a, there is a beginning and an end, and the end is to meet the beginning and to unfold and to start a new beginning.
0: Yes, I mean, life itself is expansion. I mean, you look at the universe, it's expansion. Everything is expanding and evolving. The actual rhythm, the foundation of all creation is movement forward and evolution. It, it's it's really powerful to think about.
1: Yes, expansion and blooming, you know, everything that that is within this cosmos, um, that it blooms so that there is nothing left to unfold and, and that is the and that, that is also a sort of expansion indeed.
0: Yes, and it's beautiful. And other people, other races, other species out in the universe have done this already and they are assisting us. Would you say that that is accurate?
1: I think that is accurate,
0: yes. So tell me about that. What are your thoughts about that? Who is assisting us? How are they assisting us? Not the light beings, but actual civilizations out in the universe.
1: Well, when I was channeling uh, the light tablet, the Enlightenment Code for Cosmic Ascension, I was introduced to the Council of Eight.
0: Yes, Um, I remember from the book.
1: Yeah. And so the Council of Eight is like, Huge council of so many constellations, and um, they are—they are all um, supporting us, and they are doing it uh, directly. But they are also doing this through cosmic moon grids, sun grids, you know, and, and, and funneling down uh, downloads to us. So I think that. um there is a huge desire of cosmos to connect with all her children. And we are her children and these beings of light. Um help us um in in, in staying connected with our mother so that we can we can hear her and evolve with her. And um, so to 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 answer your question, you know, which beings. I can I cannot name a certain number all of them there are so many
0: <laughs> all of them
1: <laughs> all of them Yeah. <laughs> all in their own way because they all have unique gifts you know unique talents and yeah. and and a unique purpose but you know the main purpose is the, the Ascension of our cosmos and people say oh yeah Ascension of our cosmos I'm already happy you know when 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 I feel happier when I can ascend, but it it actually just, it goes hand in hand because once you have this bandwidth, you move into frequencies uh, that are um, so high that um, you you won't fall back.
0: Yes, yeah. it, it'll be a permanent correction once we evolve past that and as other civilizations have throughout the universe.
1: Yes,
0: You know, you can do an exercise if you just go out at night when it's very dark and just realize that you're standing on this very small piece of matter, this ground out in infinite space. And the only thing that really (laughs) gives us the illusion of a sky is the way sunlight interacts with gases in our atmosphere to give us this blue sky and these clouds. Otherwise, we're just naked in the vastness of space.
1: Yes, we are light, <laughs> connecting with the the light of the earth and all light.
0: Yes, and that is the universal consciousness. As we evolve, that's what we will tap into. We're very bound. We have an earth-based consciousness as humans right now. And we are from the earth, uh, especially materially. We're from the earth and we have a relationship with Gaia, but we are these universal beings we're, we're, we're also meant to be part of a family of of civilizations in the universe it's it's really uh incredible to think about is that what you feel that that the next level of consciousness is that universal consciousness where we can tap into a universal understanding um yes the, the cosmos
1: consists of many universes and so what I'm tapping into is more a cosmic consciousness, a consciousness of wholeness, and, and that 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 gathers all universes, all the state universes that all vibrate at their own frequency, but that that probably we have our own soul extensions, you know, soul extensions, I explain this in my book, is, these are fractals of our own soul that are present in these universes. And so, you know, bringing them all back here to our all uh, to our core soul, and, and becoming more one, and then as you are one, you you resonate with cosmos as one.
0: You know. So, as we expand, though, do you think if there was ever, let's say, an extraterrestrial visitation? Because you talk about interacting with these beings uh, in an ethereal sense, but if mm-hmm. they did show up physically, where Everyone in the world acknowledged it. What would happen to human consciousness at that point? Would that raise us closer to that cosmic consciousness collectively? Um, or would it scare us to death?
1: Well, I, I already encountered UFO, so it was um it was an astonishing moment. You know, you don't expect it to happen. Um, and I think if if we would really meet him in person, it will definitely raise our vibration. Um, to a certain extent or, or at least open our views and and open our our mental framework on who we are and and and, and other beings that live that are, that are planning to live on earth. So yes, I do think that it will raise our vibration um, depending on on who we meet. Of course, I think if they are in a physical, Body, then the vibration is different than 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 an ethereal being, of course, or a liquid being of light. Um, but I think the experience as such will always be expansive and illuminating and enlightening.
0: I think it will help us. I mean, you have had a UFO experience. I've seen dozens in my life. I I have pictures of UFOs in Sedona, Arizona, that that are incredible. And it changes your frequency. When you have these experiences, your frequencies change permanently. But when everyone on earth has that frequency shift, that, that could help us, hopefully. Yes. Yes. Do you think it will happen in our lifetime? Do you think that... There'll be some sort of physical contact because I know it's happening to people all over the world. There's all kinds of people that have abduction experiences. They have contact experiences. They have psychic connections with extraterrestrials. That's happening, but it's all very small scale, right? It's not like millions of people at once.
1: I think in the case of abductions uh, that it is not a very positive experience and in that case we don't we don't interact with beings of light that are very, you know, in service to others. I would say that they're more in service to themselves and and I think that once we get into higher frequencies, we we will not be subject to any abductions anymore. Uh-huh. I have never been subject to any abductions because you know um I, I would not want to you know, because because it it's not it's not a, a very loving experience. It's, it's also not very honoring for for the say, for your sense of sovereignty. So um, yeah, how to answer that question. I think that as the earth raises vibration, Um, the earth will be visited by beings that share that same vibration. Uh, Ah, yes, the earth will shift resonance and attract beings of light that are in service to others and that we will feel safe with, and that we can indeed raise our vibration because you cannot raise your vibration while you're abducted, you know, it's only not a very positive experience or other or other experiences that are beyond your own sovereign will. Um,
0: So that's part of the Ascension experience. You're saying as we ascend, we're going to then raise our vibration and attract those beings that are on that frequency.
1: Yes. And those beings are pure beings of light and service to others. And they are so respectful of your own free will and, um, and your own, and they—they they only want you to be a sovereign being of light, because they want—they want you to work and co-create with creation. They don't want you to do something for their own proper gain. Um,
0: interesting, interesting. Yeah. So with they—they're here. It's going to be amazing when we're part of that family. When there's, it's probably going to happen in our grandchildren's lifetime not our children, probably our grandchildren, where they will be interacting with beings from other solar systems, from other planets. In the news now, they keep talking about Earth-like planets that they're finding, with the yes. and, and, and which means they already know about it, which means they've already sent probes. If they're just telling us now, they've already sent the probes to determine that that's accurate. So we're going to be... Taking a quantum leap in in growth as a human species, if we can get past where we're at now, which I totally think we will, it, it seems like it's all there for us to have our genesis and leave the planet. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, true. Um, I think that you know when you you said when will that happen? I think that at a certain time, and it will be very long that we are. Able to jump in and out of timelines, to jump, to to have to to move like a stargate, you know, to be on Earth and at the same time be on other planets or stars or be consciously present in other councils on other levels. So, you know, while we are waiting for light beings to visit us, maybe we will be much more flexible in our own transportation method as, as our heart is a target and it it does allow us to, you know, travel at the speed of light.
0: Yes. And even at the speed of thought, like really faster than light. Um, And this is what a lot of shamanic cultures talk about when they, when they go into deep, meditation, they most likely activate that stargate in their heart and they're they travel the cosmos. They talk about traveling to other planets, interacting with these beings, and they come back and they're and they're just like this villager in Peru, you know, very, mm-hmm. very humble. And it, and it's just yeah. it, it's just incredible. So that that is part of our future as well. It's it's hard to wrap our head around as humans. You Astound me with your knowledge because you you're helping to bring that into now and make it happen just by talking about it. Because your level is so advanced. Every time I talk to you, all I all I ever feel like is a, such a advanced experience because it's high frequency information that it's just very hard to to grasp. It's it's kind of hard to kind of really wrap our three dimensional heads around, but you do a great job of really communicating it and bringing it into now. But it's, it's just very, uh, it's just very <laughs> incredible that, that, that we could do what we think we're going or where we're going and where we're actually going is a far mm-hmm. different place. It's more than we can possibly imagine.
1: Yeah. You know, when I was working with the light beings to for the light tablet, for the enlightenment codes, and also for the Venus light, what they reminded me was that, and they, they repeated it so often, that the earth is a place when, where we can attain full ascension, full cosmic ascension. We don't need to go to other divine verses or or move anywhere else to evolve. We can do everything from Earth. Um as soon as we have the cosmic bandwidth, we can we can attain a full ascension wherever we are. So you know moving there are a lot of people that I hear that they 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 talk about ascending because they would like to leave Earth. But the thing is we we, we have had a lot of yeah negative experiences in the sense that we you know during all the centuries this our over under game here on earth um we have not been honored so much and we did not honor ourselves in the end anymore either um but once we can leave that behind and shift to another mindset or another art that or yeah whatever you could call it um we, we can see that the earth is a target our heart is a target and wherever we are whatever celestial being we communicate we are on that timeline we can get full Ascension wherever we are because we just tap into the energies and the energies are everywhere because they are within our heart we carry creation in our heart so we don't need to go anywhere and we can do it here from Earth um, so when I was when You know, at a certain moment, the cosmic Buddha introduced himself. I know the energy of the Bodhisattva, and there is a lot of talking in history about the Bodhisattvas are beings that, you know, would decide their own evolution out of compassion to assist others, but that was not how it had been communicated to me. Bodhisattva has a certain loyalty from heart to heart to attain a certain evolution, you know, together with Earth, a bodhisattva and the cosmic Buddha, they 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 go together side by side and they do an ascension path. But being together side by side doesn't mean that a bodhisattva or a light being can attain. Um, its own unique frequency of wholeness, you know, where the beginning and the end meet, just the base frequency of completion. Even if another light being doesn't attain completion, you can attain it, and that—that is—that um, has nothing to do with where you are or with a certain situation. It, it's just as a sovereign being, you can attain it if you want to.
0: Well, I think that that is the purpose of the human experience is to attain that. And as we grow and and as we ascend into those higher bandwidth, that's going to be far more clear to us.
1: Yes.
0: But do you think it's possible that we're not native to this planet that perhaps we were seated here? Um,
1: native, um,
0: like perhaps we, perhaps we st- started our genesis, our original human experience was maybe on Mars or a different planet, and then we were oh, brought I, here.
1: I think we have lived on so many planets and stars. You know, we entered this cosmos through the membrane, and then we move through the branches and you know, stem and the branches, and our core divine spark nestled somewhere. Um, um, in, in, in in this cosmos and from there it fractalized in all dimensional layers and so you know you as a soul are present in so many places yes on earth right now and you have probably lived so many lives on earth but in between incarnations we've been on so many other planets so there is an affinity with certain celestial bodies but in the end we are just cosmic
0: Right. But did we start here? Do you feel like the human? Did we start on Earth?
1: As a human being, as in this this architecture of this body. Yes. In this vehicle, okay.
0: Did this vehicle Um, start on Earth?
1: This vehicle was not created on Earth. It was uh, created in... um, in other constellations, more related to Orion, and um, from there the ar- architecture was built, and then it was seeded on Earth. Um, but I think there are also other planets where similar bodies exist. I don't think it's only here. Um, of course, I never really, you know, took the time to tap into that, so. But what, if, if I follow my images and what they're showing me right now, um, there, are, there are more places where, you know, there are beings with similar bodies, maybe not completely the same. They must be adapted to their um, spatial temporal environment, but similar. Yeah? Wow.
0: That's going to be incredible when we finally interact with those beings that are out there, when we're able to communicate. It's going to be such a landmark in our development.
1: Yeah. I do think that if there are no places where they have similar vessels than it is within this segment of the cosmos, it will not be in other segments because there's a completely different frequency. So that that would not work. Yeah.
0: So different segments of the cosmos are kind of bound in different frequency ranges. And exactly. The beings that are working with you are assigned to our segment. Am I understanding no. that? No. No, they they are all No, they're
1: it. not they're cosmic, yet they, they have all codes of all uh, segments. They they are whole, yeah, and they embody wholeness and um okay. That is also what cosmic ascension is about. You don't just align to a certain segment because then you limit yourself, you you change a ceiling, you know, you extend your bandwidth to the whole cosmos in itself.
0: Wow, but there is certain beings that are helping us in this segment. Like we are here in this segment. Yes. And you're saying if there's other humanoid type beings out there, they're going to be Kind of in this segment of the cosmos, because that's where the humanoid frequency range exists. That's where the
1: frequency range exists for this type of vessel
0: to to bind. Yeah. Wow! My God, it's so much advanced information. I keep getting back to that. It's so incredible. You really have to think. You really have to expand your awareness to process that information because it's so high-frequency.
1: Yeah. Now, a lot of this information also came through via the Merkaba teachings and also the Venus light. So it comes from a lot of communication with divine beings because, you know, as you ask me these questions, they just show me the images. So I, I just I just transcribe and insert.
0: Yes, I love... When I'm with a guest like yourself, who's so uh, light oriented, you know, you feel that presence, that third person is here with us, whatever that is, you feel that presence of the light, the information guiding us in our conversation because it does get out. We have listeners in 145 countries, thousands of listeners every week tune in to Get this information from us right now. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that's that's great.
0: It's very powerful. So I do want to clarify for people though that the Venus light technology isn't coming from the planet Venus. No, it's not. So could you clarify that for people a little bit?
1: Yeah, the Venus light, the Venus light beings of light are cosmic beings of light. They are creational beings of light. They guide all souls, all divine sparks into this cosmos and they are the caretakers of souls and cosmos itself.
0: But not for Venus also,
1: No, they're not specifically from Venus. Venus, you know, Venus is in our solar system and within this universe and within this segment. So you know Venus is the planet Venus is a fractal um within the entire cosmos. But the Venus like beings are are more cosmic beings of light they so they embody their cosmic nature
0: right but they're we are
1: are all cosmic beings of course but they manifest that essence
0: so but the venus concept then is the venus light it's the type of light the type of energy the codes that they're transcribing is that correct Uh, or how would you describe that
1: (laughs) yeah the venus light technology um it's really about harmonic resonance. It's about being one. It's about aligning to oneness, aligning your soul to your unique soul quote, Remembering who you really are in essence and embodying that. Just not remembering only, truly embodying that, living that vibration, uh, letting go of old stories, old biology, and you know, truly embodying your frequencies, aligning to universal source code frequencies. Our cosmos has, has unique frequencies, unique cosmic laws. Um, and, you know, one needs to know them and embody them to navigate this cosmos. You need to have a map, like a star map.
0: Yeah. <laughs> wow. it's I'm just trying to process everything that you've been telling me. It's so beautiful. There's so much information. And really, it's a it's a message of hope.
1: I think that they call themselves beings like beings. It's not your question because it's about love. Yeah, it's about love for creation.
0: Okay, there we go. That's what I was trying to understand. Yes, and also hope. Right there, it's showing us yeah. that there is a road to ascension. There's a pathway. Yeah.
1: yeah. We carry it in our heart. We just need to remember and embody it again.
0: Wow. Okay. So, guess what, people? You can be a part of this. You can be a part of Venus Light Technology. She, Sabrina, is is teaching. She's teaching you how to attune and learn about Venus Light Technology. And she has enrollment that's happening starting October 18th. Now, you can find this at enlightenmentcodes.com. And there's a tab there for Venus Light Technology and it tells you all about what this is and she's launching this. This is a new form of information. This is new information that's coming to us from the beings that she's working with. And you can be a part of this. So tell tell us about this, Sabrina. Venus Light
1: Technology is a um a program where we work with uh, the sphere of light of each uh, being, um, and where we realign um, and we code um, the 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 um, the sphere of light of each human being to its original source code. So we do a reset to the original bandwidth, and um, it enables also to let go a lot of old biology. So it's 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 a program of several months where there are a lot of activations and um, doing also a lot of integrational group sessions and also private sessions because the integrational part is, is very important and you know, I'm very committed to, to guide people with me into Ascension. So um, there's uh, also one-to-one work, group work, um, and of course the activations that people can do at home and uh, online. And, you know, once the codes are in there, and it's very
0: important. Oh, this is won't, beautiful. It
1: won't forget in your vessel.
0: Yeah. So you go to the websites yeah. and the classes, the actual program starts on the 25th. But start you can register on the website on the 18th, which is in a little over four days. And then you could just have time to have like a Q&A, like question and answer session with Sabrina while you're waiting for the program to start.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm opening uh, the 18th and and also to allow people to just get acquainted with me and ask questions and, and to really feel if, if this program is for them, if they're ready, if, if this is what their soul is, is, is asking for. Because you know, once you enroll, you really, you really engage to be fully in and to embody your divine light again. And so yeah, that's quite a big thing. And so, I'm taking this time to attune also and to get to to answer to questions just to make sure that we are on the same bandwidth. Yeah.
0: Yes, which is so important, right? We want all the frequencies to match. We want everybody to be in yes. the highest frequencies, actually. And, and but that's the thing. So you have that Q and A. You have time to take questions, talk about this. Because as you're hearing this podcast, you're probably very interested in what Sabrina is saying. I, every time I talk to Sabrina, the last time, this time, it's it. I, I my head is just like full of just this high frequency. Knowledge. I just feel like I gained so much. So, you'll ha- have the ability to communicate with Sabrina. You can go there and then you just put in your name, your email, and you register. And then she'll get back with you. You can talk about it. You can talk about the program, the courses, the integration, which is such a huge part of it. She's going to walk you through it. So, not only do you have the activation and you learn about the Venus Light technology, but she also helps you in a one on one way. Integrate your experience, and each person you do this with. Yeah. As you do this, we're just one step closer. One step closer to the United Earth Heaven on Earth. It's just one more facet yes. one more way to grow.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Your United Earth, your United Light Being. Oh. It also it also unites you with your twin flame. You know, being one, all your soul extensions. It's, it's just a complete consolidation of your system.
0: Yes, it's and- beautiful. Yes, I want people to check it out. So go to enlightenmentcodes.com. There's a tab there, Venus-Light-Technology. And you can go there and learn about this more. And don't forget that Sabrina has a book that was so amazing. That's what we covered last time she was on the show. And that book is called Enlightenment Codes for Cosmic Ascension. And you can check that out on Amazon. And she also has her website, SabrinaDenito.com, which will take you to the exact same place. So no matter where you come at it, you'll get there. And Sabrina, we've had such a great conversation. I could talk to you for so long about so many different things. We're we're similar frequency people. We're in the same yeah. uh, <laughs> segments of the bandwidth. And here we are. I just love talking with you. I think Exclusion. you're so amazing. Yeah. I, anytime yes. look anytime you're in Oregon if you ever come to Portland to America to Oregon please please come look me up and before we go is there is there anything you'd like to leave our audience with is there anything like you'd like to tell people about Venus Light technology or really anything
1: um well I think the Venus Light is going to be tremendous experience one of a kind um very high frequency and it's a quantum leap in 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 our souls evolution um what i maybe what, what's also very good today is that um i think a month ago i started to organize q a book review so i'm doing this one book review per quarter so every three months i organize the book fits free so people can roll and, and we are in a group and i answer questions regarding to the book um which was a very lovely experience because it, it, it enables the book to come alive, you know, to these codes to to live also within people. So I just wanted to share that and then I will have a um, form on my website. So if, if people want to subscribe then they are on a list and then they will just every quarter receive a date and then they can if they want join, you know, the book the book QA, which is it's, it's, it's informative, but it's also communicated. Yeah. Very nice to be with like
0: mine. That sounds amazing. So you're saying if you register, you'll get an email and you'll, and you have a live uh, question and answer session about that book we talked about.
1: Exactly. I'm doing this
0: also via oh Zoom. I, I want to do that. Can I be a part of it? Sure. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Sabrina. Well, Thank you again for being here. I deeply appreciate it. We're going to have you back on, of course. I I just get inspired every time you're here. Well,
1: thank you, Jake, for having me. It um, It was a real pleasure talking with you again.
0: Thank you, Sabrina. Please hold through the outro music. And everyone, what a great episode. I love having Sabrina on. I love what we're talking about. Please check out the Venus Light technology. It's incredible information. And we'll see you next week. Midnight on Earth.